Hello, my name is Brandon Kiesling, and I serve as Associate Pastor at First Baptist Church, O'Fallon, Missouri. And we want to welcome you to an event that we're putting on on March 11th, 2023, called the Church Security Essentials Conference. And we've invited the Church Safety Guys team, uh, Mike Scully and James McGarvey and others, to be able to come with their expertise to be able to uh, cover a number of topics related to church safety and security from building a team from the ground up to equipping them to be able to serve de-escalation tactics and even working with local law enforcement in critical events. This will be a, a one-day conference that you will be equipped and encouraged to be able to go back to your church and operate with excellence in the days ahead. And we price this at a, a very good price point that you can bring uh, the church leadership as well as any volunteer that serves on your team and you can find all the information including scheduling and bios of the speakers as well as the pricing and registration uh, on our website which is firstofallon.com forward slash church safety. We hope that you can come and participate in this amazing event and again that it will be an encouragement to you in the days ahead. God bless. This hour of broadcasting brought to you by TwoWayRadioCenter.com, a Motorola value-added reseller. Welcome to the Church Safety and Security Broadcast with the Church Safety Guys, brought to you by Vigilant Impact. The Church Safety Guys is a nonprofit organization dedicated to equipping the vigilant, those men and women who stand watch, keeping our houses of worship and places of faith safe. We believe church safety and security must be a ministry first and have engaged servant leaders who continually strive for excellence and teams of motivated volunteers that are always training. Join us for the next hour as the Church Safety Guys unpack safety, security, leadership, and ministry operations. With your hosts, Dr. James McGarvey and Mike Scully. This broadcast is also available on YouTube, your favorite podcast platforms, churchsafetyguys.com, and on the original Church Security app. Download it today. Feel free to like, subscribe, and share with your ministry. Well, hello. Welcome to the Church Safety and Security broadcast with the Church Safety Guys. I am James, and once again, joined by my co-host, Mike. Hey, what's up? How you doing, sir? I am on the mend. That's good. The that... I, I think I've I've decided that I've had far too, too many medical and health issues in the last year. <laughs> uh, you think? I think the... Uh, <laughs> the wheels on this bus are starting to fall off <clears throat> and uh -oh. I keep, I keep getting reminded by various people, especially my children that I'm, I'm too old, but I'm here. So Sounds familiar. it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So well, I've had a uh, high risk, high reward uh, weekend of set up and tear down of a, a nine year old's birthday party. And uh, so I feel, uh, worse for wear right now myself <laughs> <laughs> i um 
I'm, I'm kind of thankful we're past that stage, but yep. I mean, I have an 11 year old, so, but, uh, he hasn't, he hasn't discovered glow parties or popcorn machines or stuff in the backyard. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, he's content. I think his last birthday, he had a friend over and they played the switch in the living room. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty low key. <laughs> but uh it was definitely it was definitely a busy uh weekend and i wanted to start off on this broadcast with just talking uh for a second about the church security essentials conference coming up of course um next saturday this week and already holy yeah, cow it's crazy right <laughs> well it feels um, like it was just like last week that we started talking about it and it does <laughs> even though then it was like we're like oh it's it's Fox months off and we're like plenty of time and then all of a sudden here we go <laughs> we're a week out well and you know i was talking to uh the pastor brandon uh on friday and uh we have i found out we have folks coming from south carolina to texas to california um so it's it's just in, an incredible blessing uh we're gonna have certainly have a full house uh but we uh, we do still have tickets available, so uh, as long as we can keep those available uh, with the church, they will be. So if you're interested in attending, um, the uh, website to go check out is churchsafetyconference.com, and that'll connect you uh, to purchase tickets through the, the church, and very reasonably priced, an excellent price point. Um, and it's, you know, for the entire day, we'll have uh, vendors and different folks there. Uh, we have USCCA is coming in and they're providing lunch for everyone, um, which is, is an amazing blessing. And uh, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it. We're doing, we're, we're tweaking the schedule a little bit and we're adding a few more new things, but I think, um, if you've been to had the chance to to come to one of our conferences before, uh, I think you'll find that uh, they just keep getting better and better, and and we're just grateful that we have a amazing crew of folks that come with us to help us uh, facilitate this stuff. And of course, you know it, it'll be at the First Baptist Church of O'Fallon, and they're just doing a fantastic job of. Uh, really being the support church. So um, been great just... to partner with them this year. And, and yeah, I mean, this, this conference kind of blows me away because we we've had, we've had the great folks like John Riley and Dwayne Harris out before, but now we have both in one. Um, right. <laughs> so they're both at the same conference on the same day uh, versus individually, the Ohio and the Florida conferences in the past years. Uh, so it's it's really kind of cool to have them all together centrally located in the U.S. So it's a good, very accessible spot. Yeah, um, for sure. Airfare is not too crazy. Uh, it seems yep. to be in a good point in time. So if you're if you have to find a ticket, get out there. Uh, you're going to make up for it in the value for the day of what you get because um, where everybody else seems to be charging hundred dollars or more nowadays. Uh, to find something under a hundred dollars with lunch is almost unheard of. Yeah, for, for sure. And uh, it was interesting. We're tentatively, um, we had a chance to, I wanted to mention this real quick too. We had a, 
a chance. I had a chance to meet uh, Pastor uh, Marquella Futrell. And if you uh, if that name doesn't sound familiar to you, uh, you're welcome to Google it. Uh, he is the pastor from uh, Ferguson, Missouri, uh, that was all over the news uh, the last couple of weeks. And uh, he had a gang come into his church with firearms and uh, he and his team handled it and uh, prayed for the, the folks and, and de-escalated the situation in an amazing way. And so um, Pastor Futrell used to be a police officer. Uh, he was a police officer for about 10 years, and then he uh, stepped down uh, because he felt God calling him to the ministry. And so he became a pastor. And uh, I actually got to meet him uh, and talk to him a little bit on the phone this week. And he is uh, tentatively, if everything works out, he's going to come out to the conference and share his testimony um, as an added bonus and um, just an amazing testimony. I mean, we, yeah. we herald, I mean, CSG and the church safety guys, I mean, we're talking all the time about ministry first, supporting the mission of the church. And when I talked to him and I listened to his, him tell me his story and he was, he was on Fox news saying the exact same thing. But when he talked to me about it, I mean, you could just tell the emotion in his voice that, um, he did what he felt the Holy Spirit wanted him to do and how God wanted him to handle it. And it was just amazing. And so to see that as a, a real life example and see, you know, how he handled that situation, you know, and not every, obviously every situation is different and not every, every church can handle every situation the same way. Uh, right. But at the same time, you know, they took a potentially devastating situation and, um, he was like, you know, James, I, I never stopped praying. As soon as I saw it, I knew what was going on. And that's just a testimony to, you know, again, um, seeking wisdom, asking God for, for help every day, every day we do this every day that we, um, you know, step into the, the mission, mission field of our community. And, yep. um, it's just an amazing testimony. So, I I'm praying everything works out, you know, sometimes with, with speakers stuff doesn't at the last minute, but um, I'm looking forward to, to getting to spend some time with him. And certainly the folks that come to the conference, I'm sure will be blessed by, uh, by his testimony. So, but um, I did want to mention real quick uh, before we jump into the topic um we had this past weekend, we had in, in Ohio, we had the Heroic Deeds Conference. And if you remember a few weeks ago, uh, maybe a month now, we had Chad and Toby DePew on and they're with the Heroic Deeds. And that ministry supports uh, first responders and uh, military folks. And so they had invited me to come out. Uh, Chad, Chad and Toby had invited me to come out to set up a table uh, and really see how they operate their conference and everything. So I went out there and just met an amazing number of people. Uh, you know, Jason Sautel was on, uh, was a keynote speaker. He was on our broadcast about, um, I think, six months to a year ago, but he was a retired firefighter that now is an evangelist and shares his testimony. Phenom I mean, he, he brought his family. It was amazing. Like he literally walked in the church, 
looked around, saw me standing over there and like made a beeline for me. And I'm thinking he's mad. Like he's a big guy. He's taller than me. And he gets up to me and he's like, Oh my gosh, James, you know, sticks his hand out, like gives me a bear hug. And I'm like, Jason, <laughs> you're amazing. And he's like, Hey, I knew he's like, I knew I, I was on your broadcast. He's like, I'm so, I'm so glad you're here. So then he like grabs me and he introduces me to his wife and his kids. And cool. um, he was, he was pretty cool, but um, I had, you know, we had uh, several people come up to us and say, I listen to your broadcast every night, you know, thank you for what you do. Uh, there was a church that was su helping them support, support that activity that heard about the activity through us. They actually listened to the broadcast, heard it, researched it, and then motivated their church to come to the event to support it because their church was very close. So realistically, it was a great, uh, it was a great uh, weekend, great speakers, great content. Those guys did an amazing job. And so I just wanted to shout out. So thank you. Uh, and you know who you are if you went there or you were helping them get that done. Um, we appreciate you supporting other ministries and, um, you know, they just did a, a fantastic job with it. So great, great weekend, great opportunity. Uh, I think they do it once a year, but uh, I would definitely um, so much of our ministry too. so much of our ministry overlaps with first responders, because a lot of times first responders serve in church safety. And so I, I think we're probably going to do a lot more in the future. And, um, that was just really, it was encouraging, but it was, it was a great time to, um, have the, they had worship, amazing food, um, Chick-fil-A provided it and, um, great coffee. Oh my goodness. Great coffee. <laughs> you're gonna you're probably gonna hear me talk about that in the future too they actually just released like their own heroic deeds coffee brand and uh That's awesome they had it they actually had a coffee bar and they're like hey help yourself and i like walk over and there's like six pots of coffee brewing there <laughs> and i'm like okay amazing coffee and i will tell you uh it's actually done by a christian company a christian couple company in Ohio and it is better than black rifle coffee. So interesting. <laughs> black rifle coffee, Mike knows black rifle. I coffee do. Is like my go-to. And I told my family today in the car, I'm like, I'm going to be drinking this a lot. And they're all like, what dad's going for this now. <laughs> so, but it was good stuff, but yeah, they're, uh, they're great guys. So if you're a first responder, they've got some fantastic resources, check them out and, uh, you'll certainly be blessed by their heart and their ministry. Amazing guys. I mean, I literally, I walked in again, walked into the church, went to set up, saw them walked over. And before I could even get over to them, um, they were like, you know, practically giving me bear hugs, like, Hey man, so good to see you. You know, thanks for having us on your broadcast and everything. So very, very encouraging. Um, and, you know, got to meet some new folks. So you'll probably see, you know, through, through the next couple months, you'll probably see some new folks on the broadcast as well. So very good stuff. Cool. I uh, wish I could have gone. <laughs>
Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe next year, uh, if they, if yep. they do it again, hopefully we can, um, hopefully we can help them support it. So, and get you, get you up here too. Cause I, I definitely think content wise, I mean, anyone that has anything to do with law enforcement, public safety, I mean that, but the speakers yeah. were just amazing and applicable to ministry. It's not just that. I mean, it's tailored to first responders, but it really anyone in church safety and security would be blessed by the level of content and um, just the, the Im immense amount of uh, solid presenting that they had like the speakers were just great i didn't get to hear all of them because i was talking to churches and and different people and at our like we had a, a pretty decent sized table set up but um it was for what i did hear the speakers that i did go to it was it was very uh very well worth it so cool good stuff so anyhow uh we're going to talk about on this broadcast we're going to talk about uh, communications and, uh, technology and church safety. And a lot of times, you know, a couple of times a year, we'll talk about radios or other, uh, stuff that's out there. And I happened to come across, actually, I think he, he reached out to us, uh, a new organization and they will actually, uh, be at our conference here in about a week. So we'll get to meet them in person, but, um, we wanted to share this with you cause it was some great, um, on the, on the edge of some great technology for churches and great applications to that. So uh, I will bring in our uh, guest here, Adam, and he can jump into it. So, hey, Adam, thanks for joining us. Hey, good evening. Thanks for having me. Welcome, Adam. So I'll, uh, you have a, you have a crazy interesting background. So I want you, if you could, uh, before you get into the technology piece of it and what you guys are doing for churches, um, run us through like your your background and history and kind of up to this point. Yeah, so I love to um, give a disclaimer that I have a very non-traditional background to where I'm at now. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it um, really started back, you know, even um, like high school age. I always just felt like I had a desire to serve. Um, I was in I was in high school when 9-11 happened and that just kind of solidified me that I, I wanted to serve. Um, so right out of high school, um, I joined the Marine Corps, um, served um, as an engineer and in a military police capacity, which gave me a lot of cool experiences from criminal investigations, um, security assessments and, and that type of thing. Um, from there, I followed that very traditional path of leaving the military and working in civilian law enforcement. So I'm sure no one's heard of that before. Um, <laughs> Um, from there, once again, had an amazing time, um, was able to do uh, crime scene investigation, um, hostage negotiation. I was an um, instructor for Alice and as well as taught um, rapid response for patrol officers, including, you know, um, those type of critical incidents that we've unfortunately seen at churches and other places. Um, from there, after kind of growing my family and um, taking a look at, you know, the last, you know, 10 years of my life, um, my wife was like, hey, if you wanted to ever slow down, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, so that um, I kind of transitioned sure. into a uh, marketing and technology um, role um, way back. Um, I was always a nerd, whether it was, you know, still doing some of these cool, crazy traveling <laughs> the world things. Um, yeah, Mike. Um, Mike's raising his hand. I think I, I we're all with. like all three of us are. 
you know, my under my undergrad is in computer technology. So, you know, it's like all three. I think all three yep. of us have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, and my, my day job is full time for a software company. So I'm very active and engaged with customers uh, engaging software and transformation. So absolutely. And um, so even when I was younger, I, I was building websites for like my dad's company, my church, things like that. So, yep. um, you know, at that time, um, you know, iPhones were coming out and you could do all this cool mobile computing stuff. And I was like, this would be really cool. Like I was building games when I was younger. I can do this stuff with a phone now. And from there went into mobile app development, marketing. Um, you know, my undergrad's in political science because I like that type of study and survey <laughs> type stuff, which is great for when you talk about like software and customer research and understanding how to do, you know, baseline analytics. Sure. Um, but yeah, so um, that's kind Another of the Another commonality there too, I think. Uh, yeah. So James James grew up in the other important political state of New Hampshire, uh, <laughs> and so I that makes sense too. And and I had a stint years ago and through college, things like that in in that background in that world, for a period of time. So very interesting. That's funny too, because actually I think my master's degree is in marketing, and and part of the reason that I did that was because I just like researching demographics. So <laughs> it's it's very very similar to what you've what you've gone through. Absolutely, just and, for, and for my MBA studies, my my focus is on innovation. So it was like sure. looking at you know problems, solutions, and kind of what we were doing with my church at the time. I was like, this fits a lot in with kind of this taking an idea through a concept to learning from your customers and growing from there. Good stuff. Awesome. So you you looked at and it was I thought it was kind of interesting uh, and you showed me uh, I think it was about a week or so ago, maybe two weeks. You you kind of showed me the backside of some of what you're working on, but um, you kind of took it to the next level like you you uh you serve on your your church safety team and uh so you were involved you saw a problem and then you you really just jumped into it dove into it to try and figure out how to solve that yeah so um one thing's kind of even like you were talking about earlier with uh law enforcement you see that segue where we also do serve on on safety teams too so that's been something i've always done you know as you know, in law enforcement than even now as I'm not law enforcement anymore. So one of the struggles that we always saw was um, challenging just communications between different ministries, different people, um, um, not always being able to rely on like an intercom type system or even um, where radios wouldn't work, where you have dead spots or just a loud sanctuary, things like that. Um, so that was kind of the problem we were looking at and started looking at, you know, how can we solve this with either, you know, you know commercial off the soft off the shelf right. solutions and um really to me it was like you know what if we tried this and um for for the listeners what this is is really <laughs> a um a set of um applications that enable you to communicate and deliver critical communications in real time to different people within your facility um, the main part of it is um, a tablet app that can go into like nurseries or kids ministry rooms or really anywhere that will not only allow a staff member to alert other staff members if there is an incident, whether it's a health emergency, a staff assist, or a critical incident, but also um, broadcast that out to every other room if need be. Um, a lot of that's customizable, but also it allows us to send information to those rooms. So if um, one of the, my, 
funniest use cases that we came up with, totally non-church safety related, was they want to send a message of, hey, service is going 20 minutes longer. So just so you know. (laughs) That might not be a good, that might not be a good feature to like publicly make known to pastors. I don't know. (laughs) Buckle up. You're in for a longer sermon. (laughs) Don't don't send the kids out the door yet. (laughs) But I mean, you know, honestly though, all joking aside, that's, that's an awesome thing to be able to still control. Right. And to have that control with the service, because, I mean, that's happened to us unintentionally times before where, you know, the service goes over, you don't plan on it. So then, you know, there's that disconnect because children's workers are like, okay, do I let the kids out? I don't know what's going on. We're shorthanded. We don't have enough people to go back to the sanctuary and figure out what's going on. So literally someone sitting in this in the sound booth uh, or you know, someone in the sanctuary could know the the point of the service and then just send that message out and say, look, we're going 10 minutes over, just hold the kids because this, this came up or, you know, that sort of thing. So that's, that's really a, an awesome idea. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, but so what you're, what you're talking about when you were talking about this, that's actually the, the, uh, the heart of push pulse, correct? So that's your your organization and you're you're basically developing that as as technology available to solve that problem right absolutely and that's um you know seeing it in one church is you know one thing but then once you start you know like you talk about the marketing side and doing customer discovery you start talking to other people in other churches mm-hmm. and you start hearing really common themes like yeah we have that too or we just use a doorbell, but there's no context as far as what that what that tone is. Like, is it an emergency or do you just need toilet paper? Um, so that was the as opposed to just kind of a point solution for what we were dealing with. Um, it really made me in my mind say, you know, this is something that, um, for lack of better words, I should you know take to market and share with those other churches that are out there. It, it kind of gives it gives more. Um more definitive options for communication. And that's honestly, that's what I like about it because, you know, we've had situations where um, I, I'm not sure if I, if I ever told the story, but we had a, a situation where uh, someone on the far side of our church one Sunday morning grabbed a radio and they were like, uh, they yelled, yelled into the radio cause they were excited. Hey, I need security. And the radio went dead. And so at that point, (laughs) you know, we, we get that message, you know, across. Yeah. And every, I mean, we're like descending, like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a presidential thing because we're like, okay, what's going on? Was the rate, were they attacked? You know, you, you always think the worst thing. And I can remember uh, probably being the closest to that person who is now our children's director, who I, I lovingly, regularly remind remind her of this incident and proper radio etiquette um but what was funny was by the time i got there i was like literally almost out of breath you know a hand on a firearm ready to go you know i'm ready for whatever's going on and i come into the the room and she's like oh hey how's it going uh, yeah, my radio's dead. My battery died. So could you switch it out for me? And of course, 
you know, it's just like the, the Keystone cops, you know, in the cartoons, like I turn around to walk back out and I've got like four, four guys, you know, barging, like knocking me over. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, wait, back up, back up. It's okay. <laughs> right. So, I mean, with that and with the technology, I mean, like you said, you could, you could easily communicate less, less important, but still urgent type things. Cause I mean, obviously that person has to have a radio or they, you know, they need to have some way to communicate fast instead of maybe just having the phone or as a backup. I mean, there's, there's a couple, certainly a couple of different options for that. And that was one of the things that we looked at is, um, the different levels of communication and different ways people have. Um, so one of the things that push pulse can do is tailor those messages depending on what channel you want it delivered to. So you might be able to send that alert to all the other tablets or TV screens, but you can also send text messages and push notifications to phones of other staff members specific to that incident. So like a staff assistant in the nursery does not go to the safety team. It only goes to the kids ministry director. And we don't need to know about it because it's not something that involves us. So the system works. Um, but to your to your story, though, on the first the first weekend we were uh, piloting it, I was with the kids, uh, someone from the kids ministry, and she was like, "Oh, well, you know, let's test it out and you know make you know test this alert and see how it goes." I was like, "Well, do you want to let everyone know first that we're going to test this?" <laughs> She's like, "Yeah." Didn't <laughs> hits the button. Um, the, nice. the devices are contextual and location, so the alert that goes out says, Hey, there's a health emergency in the student center. So same story, <laughs> a bunch of people go run in the direction. And I'm like, it, she didn't tell you it was a test. They're like, nope. By the way, <laughs> where so, was the stopwatches to time that, that response time from the different. So it was the first one we hadn't had. Our, no one had coffee yet. I was like, Hey, we're just making sure everyone is awake. Absolutely. Well, and you know, we, we do that. Okay. I should say I used to do that occasionally at my old church where I would uh, we had different panic buttons where like we had a panic button on the podium for the, the pastor uh, to test so that, you know, if something were going on like nondescript, but he could just push the button and that would obviously that would go back to our safety office. But even even with that it was very inconsistent because of the quality, because of the everything, you know? So if he hit that like nine times out of 10, it would work. Like it would send that chime or whatever. Like you said, it's really just a modified doorbell and for the safety office. I mean, they're just here a ding and they, they know, okay, this is coming from the podium, but you know, there was no way to quantify it or say, this is what's happening that the pastor needs help for. And for us, I mean, you have different right. people, you know, trained and, you know, medically versus, you know, um, security in a sense or higher levels of security, you know, more, more training in, in law or law enforcement, that sort of thing. So when you're looking at that sort of thing, um, what I w used to do is I would actually grab a cup, grab, make sure that I had my coffee, right? And then I would walk over before the, the church when everybody had dispersed after we met and uh, hit the button before the service started and just sit there and drink my cup of coffee and then, you know, be a jerk in time how long it took everyone to show up. And I mean, timing wise and, and how they took the response sometimes, I mean, 
I, I would say, honestly, most of the time, you know, I, I appreciated the response. Everyone was, was right on it and, you know, handled it appropriately. But, um, you know, it's nice to see, and I'll, I'll throw it over to Mike, but I, I just want to say, it's nice to see technology evolving with this kind of thing, because in a lot of cases, I mean, even for us with radios in our building, and this is something we could go back to probably later, but, uh, you know, our building was, was built in the fifties. And so some of the insulation that they used back then is very prohibitive to the radio waves of communicate, you know, communicating through 150,000 square foot building. And so, you know, when you're, you're trying to push that signal without having a repeater or a really tall tower or a really expensive radio, that's a challenge. And so it's nice to see that technology is finally catching up with, you know, our, our smartphones and, and all this other stuff to make things just more uh, user-friendly and, and more helpful. So Mike, you wanted to, to jump in? Yeah, I, I think we, we went even lower tech than a doorbell signal. I think we had uh, <laughs> we had red card, yellow card, in other words, and it was just on the podium. It was enough where it was slipped up. We could catch it by camera um, and we could see, hey, you know what? Yellow was just, hey, there's there's a concern. So we're just higher alert. Red was something that was, hey, there's there's something going on that I'm seeing from my vantage point, make sure that team is dialing, dialing in essentially and looking. So, I mean, that was our kind of low tech in back in the day, but I love that, that uh, Adam, that you're using tech to, to solve some of these communication gaps and signaling uh, with that. I'm curious, uh, tell me more about the, the mass notification capability. Is that, is that something where you're saying I can notify my entire church body that, Hey, we're not opening today because of a snowstorm or, Describe what you're you're going by with mass notification. Um, yeah, so it, it can work. Basically, you can add you know the contacts and create specific groups that are contextual to you. Whether it's you know a group that hey you know this meeting's canceled because of X or hey snowstorm, um, we can't have anything. So all that you know initially, um, I set off to solve this problem for my church and want to continue to you know help other churches continue to solve their problems as well. Um, there's definitely applications across, you know, corporate campuses, um, you know, higher education, um, K through 12. So thinking of those things too, where you might have employees at a campus that might need to get, you know, a text messages and you need to alert your entire staff. Hey, you know, there was a fire in building one, so don't go there. Absolutely. And how about on the employee engagement side? Yeah, um, we're lo looking at different ways to do that. Um, so one of the, the features of the platform is uh, what we call like a digital display or a digital billboard where you can, you know, it looks like kind of the tablet. You can brand it and theme it how you want, but you can also, you know, play a slideshow if you want. You know, during normal times, you can um, tie in a, a calendar link to show events scheduled for the day. And then if you need to broadcast a message, do like a full screen takeover to display whatever message or sound you want. Um, we, we built in survey capabilities to these. So if you're talking about like the iPad or even the mobile app, you can send surveys through this. So even if it's something like, hey, remember to put your time sheet in. Yep. Did I do it? Yes or no. And then you can get your response back. So you can engage them that way. Um, one of the things that we haven't released yet, um, but we're still experimenting with is tying into Slack and Microsoft Teams to do those kind of same prompts as well. Always great to kind of be able to almost bot back to somebody and say, hey, check on this or, 
you haven't done this or to your point, a timesheet or whatever, but I could see it in churches even in that sense too, is lining up for Sunday morning or cues for different sorts of pieces. They could send directly that way, whether it's via the uh, through to Slack or, or teams. Um, I'm heavily team head teams user myself. Um, no, that's great. I love the, and how about talk more? I mean, we've, we've talked about some low tech ways. Uh, tell us more about the panic button solution. Yeah. So um, built into the tablet that, like I said, right now is you're seeing it mostly used in rooms um, that are like classrooms or nurseries. Um, there is a, portion of the app that you can tap and a staff member can type in a pin number, which then will give them the options of the different types of alerts that they would want to send or trigger. Um, these are completely customizable based on whatever your org specific needs. Hmm. Like for example, um, one term might be staff assist here and the other might be like personnel help. So you can sure. kind of create and categorize and prioritize what those messages are, what they look like and who they're delivered to. And so when you tap that, you can send it. And then based on those rules that are set up, it'll be you know, transmitted, whether it's you know, text, voice call, email. Um, then we also have a mobile app that really you can receive those messages on, but you can also trigger them from too. And for like the safety team, what really works is you'll get this message on your phone, like, hey, medical alert was you know, set from room 12. If you're designated as a responder, you all also get the option of um, notifying that you're the person that's responding to it and a message will go back to that room that says, Hey, you know, Adam from the safety nice. team on his way. Are you time capturing all of that for, for like timestamps so that you can say, you know, a call came through at the, the signal went out at this time, uh, in route by this time on scene by that route, typically like a, like a PD response. Yep. All, all that type of reporting. And in certain states, it's actually required if there's some type of incident that, that there has to be a log of notifications and time tracking. So um, all those reporting things are built into it. Time tracking. I, I mean, it's phenomenal. And I think it's, it's so underused. I mean, we, we applied to us to an extent. I mean, my background, uh, I, I spent about 12 years total in public safety whether it was with the sheriff's office or, or also uh, as a dispatcher, ambulance dispatcher, firefighter, EMT. And, you know, when I, back when I started our safety team, which was 15 years ago, and uh, of course, you know, there was nothing like everybody was like, what's a safety team? You know, what's a safety <laughs> ministry back then showing my age again, I guess. But when I started that, one of the big things that I went back to was let's look at, you know, from a dispatch perspective, because I had had that experience. I'm like, okay, I want to log time stuff comes in. So when we developed our, our platform for, um, or, or really our template for saying, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. Um, one of the things that we did was we record the time, the person that's in the office that, uh, we call them a dispatcher, but they watch the cameras, they handle the radios, they kind of mitigate between the classrooms and um, the safety team and the first uh, first impressions team. So they do a lot, uh, but they have a, a little cheat sheet where they write stuff down and they, after the event, that's one of the things that when we critique it as a team, not to be condescending or, you know, judgmental of anyone's response, but just to look at it as a coaching thing and be able to say, look, you know, it took us five minutes to acknowledge this. It took us another five minutes to respond. 
and assess if we needed to call 911. So this whole process, like what can we do to make this more efficient and better? Because, you know, minutes count and you only have so much time. And when you're talking about trying to respond as a first responder to make a decision to involve 911, um, in most cases now, we, we always told people at our church, like, say in the kids department, if it's a serious enough emergency, don't wait for us, just pick up your phone and call 911. But the reality is, you know, we want our folks to be clear headed, calm and, and responsive, right? So if we're having an issue with a radio or a communication piece of it, those timestamps are helpful because they can tell us, you know, this is how long it takes to get from point A to point B. And as the director, I could look at it. And if a pastor came up to me and said, well, why did it take us so long to, to have people respond to this? Then I can go back and have their back and say, well, this is what happened. You know, this is why, you know, this was the point we got called. We're responding. This is, you know, this is the narrative. And so that's just a, a one tiny piece of a giant puzzle of information that the, the pastors and the church leadership need. Because when you're standing on the other side of that on Monday and you get a call from a disgruntled member, that's like, well, it took you 20 minutes to actually respond to this. Well, hang on a second. You know, that's, that's the information that the pastor gets that says, you know what? No, it actually didn't take 20 minutes. It took us and, and I've sat in on several of those conversations where thankfully, you know, our, our, or my pastor uh, and church leadership always had my back and they were very much like, Hey, we have a process. They responded. We double checked it. It was exceptional. So what you're telling us and what really happened are two different stories. So in, in a, in a nutshell, and the reason I explained that out is because I know you guys know it, but a lot of times our listeners might not. The reality is going back to timestamps now that I've completely beaten a dead horse, I'm sure timestamps are important because it can help you with liability and it can help protect you in the whole course of what you're doing and why you're doing it. And not to, you know, not to roll anybody under the bus, but to be more efficient and more effective in, in serving and what you do. Yeah. And just to kind of finish that off, one of the other things is, well, managing an active situation. So with the polling and everything, you're getting yeah. response in live time. So the absence of someone being there is also an indicator of, you know, hey, rooms one through 12 did mark a response, but the other one we don't have anything for. So um, might be one of your first place to go to. That actually, that's awesome, too, because that would be interesting to have that. Like if you saw all of those responses, like maybe the dispatcher sees that and they're like, hey, these rooms are all accounted for. These folks are accounted for, but this one isn't. Yeah. Yep. So in the web-based application, that those, those things are available in real time. Awesome. What about a, uh, so this just thinking off the cuff, uh, as far as like, what about an like emergency activation to kind of, I, I know you can kind of call kind of an all clear or safe. Do you have something that would give them a chance to, what if they're under duress? What if there's a situation in that classroom that they're calling all safe, but they're not really safe? Do you have kind of a, 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 a false all clear or a all clear under duress that kind of still communicates effectively while keeping them safe? So an all clear can't be given by the device that issued an alert. 
Okay. So um, it will take someone else um, responding, whether it's through the web-based application or the mobile app with the permissions to issue an all clear. That is not the, the originating place. Super. Awesome. So that's kind of like a fail safe. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. It's like if going back in like with my law enforcement history, where you had like a, we might get like a random bank holdup alarm where you sure. get there and you know, 99% of the time it was false. Right. And they'd say, Hey, this is the branch manager. Nothing happened. And we're like, that's great. There's an officer around the corner, step outside, tell us what you're wearing and come meet with him. Yeah. And if they're like, no, I can't come outside. Well, <laughs> we're coming in. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we, when I was, in, when I was an ambulance dispatcher, I worked with the local 911 system and it was the same way. Like we would get 911, you know, 911 dropped calls or something like that where, you know, and I know they still take them seriously, but um, yeah. when I was doing it, uh, was back in the nineties. So 911 was a new, new thing. And we always had drops and glitches and, everyone was like (laughs) back in the day, everybody was like, like I would get a call from the local PD and they would be like, Hey, we think there could be an issue here. It's a drop 911 call. And we're all like, Oh, okay. Well, what do you want us like, how do you want us to handle this? And you know, not most of the time the, the PD would be like, can you send a, can you send a truck out there just because, you know, it was a medical related thing. We think, you know, so we'll we'll just send them that way. And if, you know, so it is what it is, but yeah, it's, it's that came to me from a, from similar situation. I I actually volunteer with my local police department. And so we do patrol on a regular basis and we have an emergency radio activation. So if, if we trip that, Mm -hmm. even if it's just a bump with our keys or whatever, just getting in and out of the cruiser, it, 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 we have a separate code we can call in that actually says, Hey, because, because of that situation, we truly are all clear, not our typical all clear. Uh, so that it, that's what kind of prompted to mind, but it's, it's nice to hear that you guys have to still either have a person with permission to clear it, or you're still responding to that, to that device just to check it or check that person. So that's pretty good. I like the idea with the mobile element too, because I'm, I'm thinking of a, a additional application here is it in the case of an evacuation where you have a uh, teacher that has to take a group of students outside the building in an evacuation situation, they still have immediate communications. So they don't have to grab the one radio that's split across three classrooms. They each have a device with them. And no matter where they're corralling those kids for reunification with their parents, they still have an ability to activate from any of those spots being a mobile device. So uh, very versatile in that sense with the ability to kind of take that with them. Yes, a radio could too, but uh, the fact that they can send very specific uh, details as far as uh, this is what's going on. I feel like especially with uh, radio use and, and comms, sometimes you're not clear as what came over the radio. Can you repeat? Can you repeat? And sometimes you're still not getting it, especially if you might be in the middle of worship and you can't hear what's coming over that earpiece. And uh, uh, so it's great to be able to just say, oh, I see exactly what that was. It came out from that same spot I was just talking to potentially on the radio. Uh, that's fine. This so-and-so is going to respond. So still, uh, the, the geek in me is just kind of geeking out of the possible use cases here. <laughs> I can't yeah. help it. Uh, we're going to run out of time or I'd, I'd literally walk through them with you. 
uh, in the show, but <laughs> it is good. It is funny because every time you talk to someone, you you do get like, hey, what if this? What if this? And and sometimes yep. the ideas are really great because one of the things that we're incorporating is live maps. So in the app, when you get the alert, like, hey, problem room one, you actually can see where room one is. And that's really that's, cool. Um, <laughs> so, right. And it was like, that was just from a conversation with a customer. I was like, Hey, you know, this would just, this added context would be great. If, and then, I mean, if you had someone newer that maybe didn't know your church or maybe your church was built like mine, where every, every 10 years they added a new wing that was 30,000 square feet and you walk through it and you're like, wait a minute. I didn't even know that passageway was there. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I mean, for me, I mean, obviously I, I stroll around the church a lot more than I, than most people do, but I, I don't have nursery age kids anymore. So our sure. nursery and where our actual like children's ministries are in two separate wings of the building. So if you're like not familiar and you just hear like, Oh, nursery. Oh, wait, hold on. That's on the other side. Yeah. It's interesting. I we can also know, share that out. I mean, we haven't gone to this level yet, but um, it's something that's shareable, whether it ends up being to like first responders who have access to the platform as well, or, you know, a police officer, even a emergency team that is unfamiliar can say, okay, this is where it originated from. And they can see that. Hmm. Interesting. I, I like, you know, Mike, and obviously too, yeah, we're running out of time, but the crazy thing is you mentioned just the radio thing. And we could spend a whole nother half hour talking about that. Like if you have an evacuation, like with the fire situation in most, I know like in our children's department, there is only one radio. So it's like, okay, so if one goes, usually that director will have that radio, but, or what we, we call them secretaries that are kind of door, you know, uh, desk monitors or door monitors that, that make sure the doors close and stuff like that. But in reality, you know, you're absolutely right. Rather than having a radio in every single room um, that, you know, would encourage or tempt a kid or somebody to pick up and, and mess around with, or, you know, I mean, it's, it just seems a, more, more streamlined. I think it's a dual use case. I mean, I see the, not a, a, a and or it's an and statement. In other words, yeah. you supplement your radio communications where you have immediate free flowing customized comms with deliberate activated alerts that ha uh, perhaps have a procedure or protocol predefined around that, that, you know what, it, it, it makes it simple. And then it doesn't come down to, all right, well, one safety guy said it this way over the air. This person said it that way. But the reality is they're invoking the same response. So it, you normalize in language by driving certain buttons and, and engagement that way. And for those who need to use the radio, it will clear some of that unnecessary traffic off of it. If they can right. say, hey, I took my kids to the rally point. We're safe. It's documented. They know it. And then the people that need to be doing live communication still can are you adding like flows to any of that as far as dominoes of, hey, you tripped this off. Now here's here's related actions or tasks that may need to occur by that person that tripped that alert. Um, right now, it's just um, what the emergency response plan is based on the scenario that will okay. be presented. Um, so um, depending where you're at, what you know, what emergency exit you're supposed to take or what that emergency plan is, um, yes. that's really as far as we're taking it right now. 
I really like the idea of that with the mapping capability of not only saying, how do I get to where the alert is, but how does that person get out? And looking at primary, secondary, tertiary routes that they may have to evacuate the building from where they physically are. I mean, how many times yeah. I've walked a church, looked at their evacuation map on the on the mall on the wall in a given classroom, and it's oriented upside down. It's a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy, so you can barely <laughs> actually read it. Um, somebody hand drew the the red line on there, but you can't tell if you're actually using a door. It looks like it's going through through a uh, a wall in some cases. You're like, but that's not a door. And uh, I've just seen so many. So the 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 application of an updated uh, mapping capability to truly get them out, um, I could see as a tremendous asset to certainly anybody protecting kids. For sure. I think, you know, the other thing too, is if you have someone that only serves once a month that maybe, you know, they, when they come in, I mean, we have in our classrooms, we have the, uh, the evacuation maps up there. And, and I went in and actually created them years ago with PowerPoint and did it up, you know, very nicely because of what you were saying, Mike. But the reality is, you know, someone doesn't always look at those. So having, having a systematic way to remind someone of saying, look, our rallying point is here with this classroom uh, for a worker that maybe only serves once a month or maybe every other month um, or maybe they're subbing, you know, that's, right. I could definitely uh, agree with you. I think that's very helpful. So, well, we are uh, actually just about out of time. So, um, Adam, again, thank you so much for, for joining us. Look forward to, to meeting you in uh, St. Louis next week. And um, really appreciate you hanging out with us. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, we'll have some, you know, some tablets and stuff on hand so people cool. can actually you know, see, it in, see it in real life. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Awesome. I'll have to keep Mike away from your table so he doesn't break anything. <laughs> yeah, break anything. Or I'll play, definitely be checking play, it out. Yeah. <laughs> play with anything. Well, so it'll actually we'll have uh, we'll have Adam's website posted in the uh, in the notes for for tonight. So or on this broadcast, so you can definitely check it out and um, go to his website. He's got some great inf information on there. And then his website is actually pushpulse.com. And if you would like, uh, you're welcome to fill out. There's a, a questionnaire there and uh, he'll meet with you and uh, be happy to go over uh, some of the, the functions online um, and show you or your church if, if you guys are interested. So uh, great resource, great um a great new tool looking like I, like I said looking forward to to kind of seeing it and i think it'll be very beneficial and i think hopefully um a lot of churches will will really uh be interested in it so yeah good cool. stuff we'll see you this weekend adam all right we'll see you have a good thanks night. for coming on thanks all right so uh again just wrapping up uh real quick so we still have tickets available for the church safety essentials, church security essentials conference, uh, which is March 11th in O'Fallon, uh, Missouri, this Saturday, Saturday <laughs> and Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mike and I will be working on that. 
next Sunday, we will probably not have a broadcast because uh, we'll both be traveling and uh, we'll, we'll do a pre-recorded or pick up one of the old episodes and play it for you all. But um, we appreciate you, you uh, hanging out with us. And uh, if you're interested in coming to the conference, like I said, there's still tickets available. You can always reach out to us through our website at churchsafetyguys.com. Uh, or on the church security app, uh, which is available on Google or iOS stores. And we've got um, just some fantastic stuff going on for the conference. You know, we've got special special prices on books, uh, you know, just merchandise, different things like that. We've got specials that vendors are offering. So it's not Bunch something of giveaways. You, yep. Yeah, tons of giveaways, actually. <laughs> um, so it'll be a great day of fellowship and learning and say uh, hi. <laughs> you won't, you won't want to miss it. Yeah, definitely. Come say, come say hi. So uh, until next time, take care. God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great uh, rest of your week. This hour of broadcasting brought to you by two way radio center.com, a Motorola value added reseller. Thank you for joining the Church Safety Guys broadcast brought to you by Vigilant Impact. We hope that you found it informative and we appreciate your feedback and interaction. Be sure to share our broadcast with your teams. Join the discussion online and connect with us on social media. For other great ministry resources, download the Church Security app or at our website at churchsafetyguys.com. Remember, keep a servant's heart a mindset of ministry, and Semper Disciplina. Always be training. Have a blessed week.